On this week's episode of Carolina Sports Talk, we talk NFL Super Wild Card Weekend, the heating up of the NBA, big deal, no thing, and so much more. Let's go! Another all-new episode of Carolina Sports Talk starts now. Carolina Sports Talk. It's your main man, Big Cliff. We appreciate you listening to us on your favorite podcast app. Next time, tell your smart speaker, play Carolina Sports Talk. You can check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Carolina Sports Talk. And make sure you're a part of the show emailing us at cliff at carolinasportstalk.net. I am excited to be back with you guys for another week. First time in a long time, not in the studio, but I still got my dog with me, DJ Highstar in the building. What's good with it, brother? What's good? What up? What up? What up? Cooling, man. You know, we out here trying to be safe, COVID efficient and everything. So we we doing a little remote thing this week, but it's all good. How everything been going for you, man? How was your week, bro? Um, On this week's episode of Carolina Sports Talk, we talk NFL Super Wild Card Weekend, the heating up of the NBA, big deal, no thing, and so much more. Let's go! Another all-new episode of Carolina Sports Talk starts now. Can y'all feel that? Can you feel that thing that's oozing out your doggone hands? That thing is beating your doggone chest right now. Can you feel that? Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of Carolina Sports Talk. It's your main man, Big Cliff. We appreciate you listening to us on your favorite podcast app. Next time, tell your smart speaker, play Carolina Sports Talk. You can check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Carolina Sports Talk. And make sure you're a part of the show emailing us at cliff at carolinasportstalk.net. I am excited to be back with you guys for another week. First time in a long time, not in the studio, but I still got my dog with me, DJ Highstar in the building. What's good with it, brother? What's good? What up? What up? What up? Cooling, man. You know, we out here trying to be safe, COVID efficient and everything. So we we doing a little remote thing this week, but it's all good. How everything been going for you, man? How was your week, bro? Um, My week went, went very swell. I know we'll get into wild card weekend and stuff in a little bit, but um, two of my least favorite teams did lose so it was a great weekend for me and and honestly bro, <clears throat> i did want to um show support and love to to my guys so i did tune in to a little bit so far of the uh dj blaze radio show okay um you know shout out to be easy i see that you had kind of made an appearance there and you had it looked like you had a pretty busy weekend as well sports wise yeah, man, had the opportunity to um, kick it down in Hartsville, South Carolina for the inaugural Martin Luther King Classic there. Um, had the opportunity to announce the games and call them down there with uh, eight amazing high school programs here in the state of South Carolina. So it was dope, man. It was a really good opportunity. 
Um, matter of fact, if anybody wanted to check those out, we do have the links um, on the Crux Media page, YouTube, so you can check out some amazing uh, high school basketball, bro. But yeah, it was a good weekend, man. Between that and all this amazing NFL and NBA, man, it was a good weekend, bro. Absolutely. I agree. I yeah. agree. Matter of fact, it's, it seems like a good place as any. Let's go ahead and start and jump into the NFL. And super wild card weekend. Got off to a good start Saturday uh, with a, a really tightly contested Bengals game versus the Raiders. Bengals took care of business 26 to 19. It went on with the Bills and the Patriots and the Bills throttling the Patriots 47 to 17. Handing Bill Belichick one of his worst losses in the postseason. Uh, the Buccaneers took care of the Eagles 31-15 to in what felt like a mash unit game. Uh, the 49ers downed the Cowboys in a pretty good game. It came down to the last play, and we'll talk about that in just a little bit moment. Uh, the Steelers lost to the Chiefs 21-42 in Big Ben's likely last game as a professional football player. And then in the first Monday night football game, uh, one Monday night wild card game, first playoff game on a Monday night since 1989, the Rams just not even close as to what the score looked. 34 to 11 over the Cardinal. Um, Cardinals. I, I always want to call them the Cardinal because the Stanford Cardinal just sounds so cool. But, uh, bro, out of the six games that we had this weekend, first of all, I love the format and I hope you did too. But which ones kind of stood out to you the most? Uh, to support what you said, I did. That Monday night game did throw me by surprise. I like, kind of like the feeling of, on a playoff weekend, having something to look forward to on Monday night. But the thing that stood out for the most part, and the word that stands out to me for the weekend, bro, is dominance. Um, outside of the Cincinnati game and the Dallas game, which I deemed the game of the week before it started um, in our little, in our frat brothers group chat, um, I did kind of predict that that would be the game of the week. But outside of those games, bro, the Cincinnati game and, and the uh, Dallas game, the other games are pretty decided by, you know, by halftime, if you will, mm -hmm. by the third quarter. It was kind of lopsided wins. Um, seems like, you know, you had one team that would show up and, and the other team that a combination of one team showing up for the playoffs and another team beating themselves. And that's, that seemed to be the theme, um, you know, with, with the weekend itself, even with the close Dallas game, um, I think. Yeah, definitely. And it was a reflection of the season. There seemed like, uh, and we mentioned it a couple of weeks ago, that there seemed like throughout the season there were games where one team just wasn't there, uh, whether it had been for COVID yeah. reasons or it, tired or my estimation was, oh, where they're, they're gauging themselves for the 18-game um, season or whatever, um, but uh, 17 games, 18 weeks. But it's just like it, it reflected in the first round of the playoffs. Like you said, most of these were over by halftime. It was just like, okay, well, mm -hmm. what's the next game coming up? And But it, they were still good games nonetheless, and I definitely am excited for next week. Um, if I wanted to start, though, um, I have to talk about the Cowboys, and I've been roasting them and ripping them uh, since they lost <laughs> on Sunday um, on social media. But, uh, hey, yo, Dak Prescott, bro. Stupid. I'm not going to let you get the chance. So, yeah, get the new uh, sound effects out there, bro. <laughs> I mean, yo, bro, you, you you didn't even get the chance. Bro, how do you not know that if you're going to, first of all, he should not have rushed past 10 yards on that last play. And for those of you who may not know what I'm talking about, last play, driving about down, it. giving the opportunity, they're down by one score. 
Um, and, and they had really been getting everything they wanted. The first couple of plays were 15 yards out of bounds, 20 yards out of bounds, 11 yards out of bounds. And they were in position to be able to get where they needed to do, where they needed to be. 18 seconds left on the clock. I understand you want to try to run one play. And it might have been like 16, uh, 16 or 15. But 18 is normally that magic number. But you got the chance. You, you want to run one more play to be able to get a, a shorter Hail Mary. And they decided to go with quarterback draw. In that instance, you have to be able to get the yards that you need for the first down or get as many yards as you can, get down with enough time for your offensive skills players to get set, give the ball to the referee, allow him to mark it, spike it with one to two seconds, hopefully even three left on the clock to give yourselves a chance. What Dak Prescott did was he went and decided he wanted to, instead of taking this little quick 10 yards that he easily could have got, he went and fought for the extra yards, not realizing and not keeping in mind the clock, and which cost them essentially the opportunity. Uh, that coupled with the fact that they did not give the ball to the referee, he handed it once he got up to his center as if he was going to let his center go ahead and hike it to him without the referee going ahead and getting the chance to set that ball. He has got hey, to know quick. better. Yo. Sorry. Cue, to, cue that Takashi up one more time for me. Stupid. I'm not going to let you get the chance. <laughs> <laughs> bro, you got to do better, bro. That was that was a bonehead mark, uh, play that really cost this team a chance to 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 tie the game. Yeah, I agree. Um couple of takeaways from that game as well. So the the move or the the decision for that quarterback draw, I think it came after um it came after uh I'm I'm sorry. The uh, I'm having a brain fart on who they played, but the um, Niners. Yeah, exactly. The Niners. It came after they kind of started guarding the sidelines, mm-hmm. or they pretty much gave up the middle of the field and and showed them pretty much like this is the only place that you'll get anything off right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so they baited them. And and I wanted to give. I just wanted to go ahead and. If you could queue up and get get the Takashi ready for this one as well, but your man double move digs was out Stupid. there I'm not gonna looking like the uh, what you what you called it the the uh, beginning of the season <laughs> the the Jameis Winston of DBs pretty much. Uh-huh. Um, so if he could get a Takashi as well, because even though it was an incomplete pass Jimmy G missed on, he looked real. Uh, Real, real, uh, stupid. I'm not gonna let you yeah. get the chance, yeah. <laughs> bro. I, 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 and I like the guy, I definitely like his brother, and I wanted him to, I want to see him succeed, except for the fact that he is a cowboy because you know, we have an abundance of cowboy hate around these parts, but um, yeah, man, he, he's James Winston's little brother, bro. He's James Winston <laughs> on the defense, man. Um, I, it, I, I started to see the light, I started to see the light. Speaking of seeing the light, one of the other games illuminated some things for me because I, I have to admit that I was one of the ones that was wrong. I honestly thought that um, Baker, not Baker Mayfield, but Odell Beckham Jr. was washed as a result of Baker Mayfield. Um, and so, you know what? I, I, Baker, you get this one right here, bro. Because he really had us out here thinking Odell was done, bro. But he was just the trash, and that team was just garbage, man, because he looks like a different player. He looks more like the New York version of himself out there in L.A. and contributing to that throttling of the Cardinals uh, over there in uh, Los Angeles, man. Yeah. um, Let's go over the uh, – what's our our respective records records on the picks? (laughs) 
So uh, after our picks from last week, I am sitting at an even 500 with three and three, having uh, lost the picks with the Bills and the Patriots. Uh, I shouted out Patriot Patty, and boy, was I wrong. Uh, I did also call the upset of the Eagles over the Buccaneers, and I don't know what I was thinking. I'm, I, I <laughs> listen. <laughs> Watching that game, I was like, Jalen Hurts would be the a playoff tested and tried, yeah, mm-hmm. veteran in in Tom Terrific. And in that note, I'm gonna give myself one. And really, really, it seems like Tom Brady told you, stupid, you, I don't even want to give you a chance. <laughs> yeah. He didn't give uh, the, the, the Eagles a chance, man. Like, that dude looked like he is in rare form, man. I am excited for the next round of um, games that are coming up just to see what him and Mr. Aaron Rodgers are able to do in that divisional round because, man, it was some good football, like I said, even with the dominance. The Bengals look like a team that could really go all the way, like I said, um, all the way to the AFC Championship versus the, uh, the Chiefs. I would love to see it, but, you know, I guess the Titans are going to have something to say about that I next week. Say, yeah, they're still chilling. Uh, yeah. Now, Derrick Henry is has been practicing. He's been he's been moving, man. If that fella is able to come back, it's going to be some problems over there in the AFC. And the thing about Derrick Henry is you could game plan for him, but it's the second half Derrick Henry that really makes a difference in um, any of the games. When all of the defenses that play him start to start to get a little bit fatigued, start to get a little bit tired, he he turns it up. And he starts stiff arming a little bit harder. He'll start, you know what I'm saying, and, and getting those extra yards. His his legs is always moving. So that's what they got to worry about is the second half, Derrick Henry. You don't even know really what you're getting until you get to the third quarter with this guy. Yeah, now there was a play in the Rams-Cardinals game, uh, Cardinals game that I wanted to talk about. Um, the running back hit Buda Baker. Um, and, 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 and Cam Akers, I think. Dude. Yeah, Cam. And and it looked like when he when he gave him up, he gave him the, yo, stay down there, little man. You're too little. And I really don't think he knew or realized that, Cam, that uh, Buda Baker was hurt like he was. But that already a chippy game that almost turned the tides and they were like real life getting at it. Um, I watched some additional coverage on ESPN plus of what was going on during the uh, commercial break. When they called for the stretcher, you could see the Cam Akers had some visible remorse on his face, but the Rams was having no parts of it. I really thought they were going to try to take his head out uh, to remain a part of that game. But they could see I guess they saw when he went over to apologize. Um, and even once they loaded Buddha onto the stretcher, he came up to him and made his way through all of the Rams players um, or through all the uh, Cardinals players and, you know, was able to show him some love or whatnot. But um, that could have been real ugly real quick. Yeah, normally you'll see um, it get chippy and like, you know, between whatever you might have offensive linemen, I mean, defensive linemen, talk, like the Kamara, the Kamara thing a couple of weeks back, um, you'll see it get chippy. But it's like a, a fraternity of players where they understand, like, all right, we're going to, you know what I'm saying? We're going to go at it a little bit, but we're going to get back to the back right. to the play. This, on this, it, it, it required a lot of separation. It required a lot of mediating by the officials and, and by, you know, coaching staffs and stuff to calm the players down or whatnot. Because not only you got the passion – of wild card weekend, but yo, this is my dog. And he, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He's really hurt right now. And, and y'all don't get it. Y'all not showing no kind of empathy. So yeah, and, that, that could have went, that could have went south real quick. 
And and you add into that the fact that they're divisional foes. There's somebody, there's a team already that we got beef with anyhow, because I play y'all boy two times a year. And so it's now not only about the two times within our division and or for the bragging rights in the NFC West, but now I'm talking about I don't want to go home, bro. I'm trying to hurt, like I'm trying to physically do something to you. And so um, that I, I was glad to see that they were eventually able to, you know, get it underhand, get it under wraps, and be able to, you know, just play football because uh, it, it could have got it could have went left real quick. Uh, one other thing I wanted to talk about real quick. Um, oh man, it's it's time to say goodbye to a legend. Now I've hated on this team for a while. They're probably the second hated NFL franchise. I'm talking about the Steelers. Came to the end of a road of a legend, Mister Big Ben Roethlisberger. You've been around since like 1967, Big Ben. You got your two rings. But it's time to slide, Bubba. You've come to the end of the road. Uh, any any closing thoughts? Any passing remarks for Mr. Ben, Big Ben Roethlisberger? Let me say let me say this. I was listening again to DJ Blaze radio show. Uh-huh. This is not this is not an ad. This is not a plug. But he came in very hot, if you know what I'm talking about. Real spicy, talking about. <laughs> MLK, you know what I mean. He he, he said a couple things that, he, and I can't I can't get on no adult jokes or adult humor like that oh, on yeah. this show. So I'm gonna reserve it all for after we record, and I'll I'll kind of let you know. But yeah, uh, any thoughts about him? Ben has done it all. He's drank every IPA in Pittsburgh that Pittsburgh has to offer. He's gotten food named and sandwiches named after him. You know what I'm saying? The the uh the stalwart of, of what it, what it means to be a, a quarterback in a, in a city for that long. You know what I mean? So I do give them props for that. I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep everything clean right now. Big cliff. I'm not going to, I'm not going to go there because <laughs> I can and be easy knows what I'm talking about, but I'm not going to go there. Look, respect to big Ben. He <laughs> made it through his career. And uh, you know, God bless him. I don't. I don't know. What I, first, I I would like to know what you feel is next for him and for the for the franchise when it comes to filling that position. So, I for him, I I don't see him being one of the ones that's going to leave from football and go immediately into broadcasting. Uh, he he wants to go drink some more IPAs. <laughs> he wants to go. Some, he wants to go and kick back and and be with his family. Um, and I really do see him being able to relax for some time. Now, could I see him coming out a little bit later? Absolutely. I could even see him going into coaching at some point, but right now, bro just seems tired. You feel me? And so um, he, he went through and just the emotions of it all and the last game that they had in the regular season there in Heinz, on Heinz Field, uh, going through and, and just touching hands with all of the fans. And I was like, yo, it's COVID, but I understand, you know, 20-plus year or almost 20-year career and everything because he was at 03 draft, 04, if I'm not mistaken him and Eli and everything. So, again, he did what he was supposed to do. He came in, bro, was a part of two championship teams. Um, he was the steady hand. And at the end of the day, with him and Tomlin, they do not have, have never had a losing record. So Exactly. So I do have to take my hat off, at least respectfully to him for that. Um, yeah, and I, I, I feel the same way. I, I can't see him, you know, automatically being uh, – on you know in somebody's um commentating booth and doing color commentary right away i can't see him really being a quarterback or a head coach for like miami of ohio or anything like that matter of fact i think personally when they won 
<laughs> to get into the playoffs, uh-huh. I think everybody was excited about it except for him. <laughs> like, oh, man. We got to keep right. playing. <laughs> I got a whole other one to go. Oh, boy. I got to do this thing all over again next week. All right. So, classy, <laughs> classy or trashy, them leaving him in and calling the timeout in, like, the last 12 seconds to try to get him one more touchdown before getting off the field, even in a losing effort. Yeah, I, I say why not? It's kind, it's it's kind of classy. It's cute. Okay, I get after it's all that he's done for that franchise. It's like, yo, y'all got this game, bro. But uh, this is my quarterback, man. Let me try to get this man another touchdown. So I get it. I also get the the defense being like, nah, that ain't no thing. Exactly. Come <laughs> nah, so, not that they could. What do you feel is next for the Steelers? So as far as for the Steelers, I don't. I wouldn't be surprised to see them in the sweepstakes, similar to the Panthers. Uh, looking for some of these f- marquee free agents. Now, do I see uh, an Aaron Rodgers going there? Absolutely not. Um, I would really, 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 really hate to see that. Aaron, if he leaves, he needs to go to a team that, where he can build him up himself. I know he wants to go to a contender, but he wants to be in a situation where he can also still lead and say this is something that this team has never done, and so I've been who I've been for my original franchise, and now I'm building a legacy for another one to leave from a Green Bay to go to uh to a Pittsburgh Steelers. really seems like a like a, and I hate to put your boy out there but like uh leaving from the Oklahoma City Thunder to go to the Golden State Warriors type move to me but you mm-hmm. know and it's like like to what you mentioned don't go somewhere where the franchise is bigger than you right you know you go somewhere where it's opposite where if you if you're going to do a free agent thing like Tom Brady did and Tom Brady just did this, so I don't like you said. I don't see that there's really any way them being contemporaries or somewhat peers or whatnot. I don't see how Aaron Rodgers would go to a franchise that that's bigger than him, and he's already having these front office issues in Green Bay, right, or whatnot, all these control issues in Green Bay. They, if he goes to Pittsburgh, it's really like, wait, what? You know what you you know what right. you signed up for? <laughs> now I will say the most funny thing on earth to me would be him to actually leave green bay and go to like new england because that would fly in the face of everything we just said and then him and bill belichick go and win the super bowl the next year oh man we gotta watch and see we just gotta watch and see man but i can't see them stifling mac jones like that but yeah there's scenarios that can always happen listen i was i was watching this vice special shout out to vice um it's kind of it's called the dark side of football Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the episodes is talking about Bill Belichick and stuff. And his story is his story is the real deal, man. Shout out, shout out to Bill. But yeah, I, I couldn't see that happening. All right, right before we leave football, let's talk about the divisional round next week. Uh, two games on Saturday, two on Sunday. Uh, the games kick off at four thirty p.m. on Saturday with the Bengals and the Titans. Uh, again, I won't make you give me a score, but uh, who you got going head up or winning the game on this one? Um, shout out to Jamar Chase and shout out to Joe Burrow, but I, I like the I like the Titans in this one. I like Mike Vrabel. Uh Derrick Henry's return has got something to prove. Uh A B, the 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 real A B. I don't know. <laughs> well the real A B, please stand up. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. So I don't I don't know. I think I, I got the Titans in this one. Okay, Titans. This one's hard for me, man, because, you know, my pick is the Bengals. Um, I I like them to go all the way to the AFC championship. But 
However, comma, my brother Ian is a hardcore Titans fan, and I, ca- I just can't deny the type of football that they've been playing um, this year. But I am going to go out on a limb and say that the Bengals will take care of the Tennessee Titans. All right, next game up, the 49 49- my fault, bro. Go ahead. Now go ahead. No, I was just gonna say you said that Ian stuff like that was really going to push you towards <laughs> like if that's your brother's squad, that's even more of the reason to go against them. But see, I respect them. I said it to more to the point that I've watched them and actually paid attention to them, knowing that that is his squad to be able to you know what I mean converse with gotcha. him about football and everything. So I know them. I know the type of ball that they play. Uh, I know how hungry they are, and and that they are in fact getting healthy at the right time. Um, and so it's it's a hard pick, but I, I I cannot I cannot overlook the type of ball that you saw Jamar Chase is playing that Macaulay Culkin is out there slinging that rock. So, um. <laughs> oh man! But yeah, moving forward with the NFC, the eight fifteen game on Saturday, the San Francisco Forty ers in the nineteen eighty three playoff game tonight uh, feature a, a matchup at the Green Bay Packers. Who are you taking, Niners or Packers? That's going to be a good game as well. I think an overlooked game, but a good game. The Niners have been playing good football. Um, Aaron Rodgers comes out and and takes care of business on this one, though. The Packers, I got the Packers winning. What most of those other teams did to their opponents is what the Green Bay Packers are going to do to the 49ers. I don't even see this one being uh, very close. Now, who knows? The Mm -hmm. Niners may come and shock me, but... Nah, Jimmy G gonna have problems with that Green Bay defense. So Green Bay big in that one. Buccaneers. Do you, um, no, go ahead. Do you attribute San Francisco's win this past weekend just to, to the fact that whenever people play at AT and T, that they they get up to play for the against the Cow? Well, it's not even that they get up to play against the Cowboys. It's more or less getting up to play in that stadium, right? Yeah, and I think it's a, I, I think it's a combination of all those things. I think it is a combination that they get up to play in that stadium, that they are, in fact, playing the Cowboys, and that that heritage wasn't lost on them. Um, and just the fact that the, the Cowboys aren't really that good in the playoffs, point blank. Um, uh, one other note, uh, and we'll talk. I'll talk about that. Uh, no matter of fact, before we get off the Niners and Cowboys game uh, from last week that we already got off of, um, during the broadcast, Tony – not Tony um, – Troy, Troy Aikman let all his feelings show uh, in when he was asked by his uh, co-host, Joe Buck, uh, hey, so what do you think about that other game that's coming up uh, next week? Or it was some of the game that it, um, I want to say it was the Niners-Cowboys game that because uh, they called which game the, the Buccaneers game on Fox and CBS had the Niners-49ers game. And he went on to talk and lush about how much it was a great matchup. And a, a broadcaster would love to. Uh, uh, I would love to. It just doesn't make sense. Well, it just seems like, uh, no, I would really love. Like, yo, what are you trying to say? And then I went and looked up who was giving the call for that one. And again, it was a CBS game. And your boy Tony Romo had the call on that game. Even though Fox typically does the Cowboys game. So you can very easily see he was in his feelings about that. And I guess he kind of was being slighted. <laughs> I felt like he was being slighted for Romo. What are your thoughts about that, bro? Uh, I mean, that, there's this viral clip where um, I think this racist Karen uh, says the N-word to, like, this hotel worker or whatnot, and the hotel worker is kicking her out, and the famous words that he says is, 
it's above me now. Like all of that stuff <laughs> is above you, Troy. Uh, like that's million dollar deals that's going on and has been set up. Then on top of that, the Nickelodeon thing was going on as well. So the dual, you know, you know that 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 it is what it is. I was more I was more intrigued by the punt hitting the screen or whatever verse than than anything that Troy Aikman had to say uh, regarding the Cowboys game. It is what it is. He's a Cowboy lifer, Cowboy Hall of Famer. Yeah. I could see his, uh, you know, I could see his uh, disdain or his frustration with that, but it is what it is, bro. I mean, at the end of the day, I understand that, um, you know, Tony Romo is the darling child of CBS and he has this amazing recall of plays and able to predict what they're getting ready to do and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, but that man won three championships for the team, bro. Like, yeah, I mean, so, if, but how do you fix that then? What is the resolution? You don't give the game to Fox because of that. That's like a whole multi-million dollar situation to do. Yeah, but somebody At, somebody could have made something happen and twisted that around for that to be able to get there. But I I, I, I don't know. And, and I'd be interested to see how they actually select those games. But let's go ahead and move forward with the divisional round picks. Just to recap, you guys, um, with the Titans-Bengals, we're both going uh, – no, I'm, I'm going Bengals, you're going Titans. Uh, Niners-Packers, we are both going Packers. Now we're on to the Sunday games. Sunday at 3 o'clock, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers take on the Los Angeles Rams in Raymond mm. James Stadium down there in Tampa. Who do you got, bro? Rams or the Bucks? Now that's going to be a good game. Uh, I'm not – listen, I'm not going to bet against Tom. I'm not going to bet against Tom Brady. I have it in a shootout, high offensive game, but I got Tom Brady and Gronk and the Bucks pulling it out. This game, to me, seems like the most evenly matched of the playoffs, and I do not know which way I'm going to go. I'm literally – Flipping a coin. And on that, I am picking the Los Angeles Rams. Um, you can see I don't want the Bucks to win. I guess it seems like this is the second week in a row I've picked against them. I'm likely going to be picking against them all the way to the Super Bowl. <laughs> but, but you're admitting that they're going to win. Yeah, but I, like, I want the Rams to win, and I'm going to will it into existence. Los Angeles Rams by one. Over the bucket. Matter of fact, last minute field goal, the Bucks take that. I mean, the Rams take care of the Bucks. See, my mouth won't even let me. <laughs> my pause. My mouth won't even let me get it out. Last game, the 6:30 on Sunday, the Buffalo Bills, also known as the Carolina Panthers North, take on the Kansas City Chiefs. Who you got in the Bucks, the, the Bills versus the Chiefs? Another great game that's gonna go down. Um, where is it gonna be held at? In Kansas City. Right. I don't think that uh, last week, even though both are cold weather teams, the Bucks still, uh, excuse me, the Bills still use their home field advantage and the weather to their advantage. Um, they won't have that this week, and uh, and being on the road is going to be tough. I, I got, I've got Kansas City. Um, Pat Mahomes has, uh, he's going to, he's going to pretty much remind people how much he gets paid. Got to. And, that, and and that's that's my thing. I, I mentioned on social media during the game that the Chiefs are looking real Chiefish right now. I say Kansas City looking real Kansas Cityish, but they look like themselves. They look like the team that um, made the run throughout last season. Um, not so much in the early part of this one, but they've rounded off into shape. Um, they have so many skilled position players 
who are matchup nightmares across that field. And to be getting Kyle Edwards-Alaire back um, with what McKenna has been doing in the backfield, it's just another layer. Um, defensively, they are just adequate enough. I don't see the Bills having enough for it. It's as good as ball as they're playing uh, offensively. I think the defense can hang in with them offensively. And then, as I mentioned, the defense for the Bills, um, watching Mario Addison out there, uh, remembering what he used to do and starting to relay all of those, all those, you know what I'm saying, former Panthers, like, nah, that ain't no thing. I don't, I don't see that working out too well for the Bills. Um, so, again, but yet I picked against them last week, and here they are. So we'll see. But to recap, uh, Bengals-Titans split there. Um, we have uh, both going for the Packers, split on the Rams-Bucks, and we're both going for the Chiefs. So I need, I need one of these to go my way, man, because um, what's your record for the playoffs so far? I've got one loss, so I'm trying to I'm trying to calculate it. Five now, and one. Is that, does that make it four and one? You hold on. You got one loss. You I know you you picked the Cowboys. You got Correct. all the rest. You got all the rest of the games right. Correct. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, I picked against the Steelers. I picked against the. Uh, I picked the Rams. Uh huh. Yeah. The Bengals game. No, I think we yeah we both said Bengals. Or did you say Raiders? Yeah. The only one that I got wrong is the Cowboys, man. Okay, okay. Well. And, and the, the reason, the, the way that I remember that or the reason I remember that is because all the other games were pretty much decided by halftime. Uh-huh. And I was, like, feeling comfable, like, kind of in the position that I was in, just like, you know. So I basically it, need it, both of these splits to go my way for us to tie up. Okay, well, we'll see. Well, we will definitely keep an eye out for the divisional round. At this time, let's talk about some basketball. And speaking of, um, go ahead. Yeah, let that music play. I don't know what your cadence was this week on DJ Blaze uh, radio show when they were bringing up Curtis Blow. But it's, we're playing basketball. <laughs> you, 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 say that, bro. You know, wait, wait, hold I up, hold up, hold up. Call hold you up. Out I, on I had to stop your theme music, bro. Uh, and and huh? we, I had to stop your theme music, and I will respectfully get you back on there in one second, bruh. I stopped. I was I was thinking that was the song, but then by the look on the face, it, they had me worrying. I know the song, bro, but it, it just because I was like, "Yo, you that song? They're playing basketball." Like, and I had a look on my face of confusion because the looks that they were, and then he was like, "Yeah, no, that's it." I was like, "Oh, why y'all looking at me like I'm crazy?" <laughs> So I know the song, bro. Don't try me, cuz. Let me see. We're going to have to we're gonna have to get some YouTube series uh, to let folks see the interaction because my, my facials right now, pause, is what's really making my point and, and making me more effective. But anyway, now we can talk about basketball. Shout out to Curtis Blow. Uh, these scores are from Monday, January the 17th. We've got the Celtics beating the Pelicans. 104 to 92. The Hornets over my Knicks, uh, 97 to 87. The Wizards over the 76ers, 117 to 98. The Cavaliers beat the Nets, 114 to 107. John Morant's Memphis Grizzlies, uh, in their 31 and 15 record, beat the Bulls, 119 to 106, convincingly. The Clippers over the Pacers, 139 to 133. The Hawks beat the Bucks, 121 to 114. The Trailblazers over the Magic, 98 to 88. 
the Heat beat the Toronto Raptors in the Drake Bowl, 104 <laughs> to 99. The Mavericks beat the Thunder, 104 to 102. The Suns over the Spurs, 121 to 107. And your Los Angeles Lakers get a rare win over the Utah Jazz. <laughs> hey, you're relaxed. And look, look in rare form, look like Showtime, 101 to 95. Um, which one of those games stand out to you, bro? It was a highlight-filled uh, lineup of games. There's a lot of highlights and, and things to talk about. What stood out to you? Grizzlies over the Bulls. Um, John Morant, man. And and you've talked about it. We got to get a sounder for um, for the Carolina folks. Matter of fact, we're going to give it a throwback one time for the Carolina kid. You know what I'm saying? Those of you who've been listening for a while, you know that's the original theme music of Carolina Sports Talk. That's I think for now that's going to be going to shout out when we shout out the Carolina kids. But um Jow looking like like he came to play ball, bro. Um I'm I'm very interested in seeing how they're able to sustain. Um I, I think I saw a recent uh anticipation of the MVP um or MVP rankings and they had him as low as eight on that. And I was like that's just disrespectful because this guy is has increased every aspect of his game from his shooting, his free throw percentage, his everything but he assists are up this year. And, and that's only because he got to get that ball. <laughs> um, but this was a good game. We've got several highlights. Uh, you mentioned the spin cycle, man. You, you want to tell the people a little bit about that? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, ultimately, I, he gives me material each week to work with. This week in John Morant uh, is amazing highlights or whatnot. Uh, he, it, it, it was an amazing spin layup, uh, that he did a 360 layup where he actually switches hands, switched the ball, uh, during the spin from his right hand to his left hand and finishes with the English as a couple of my older uh, commentators would say, uh, with the left hand, uh, in a pretty, pretty layup, bruh. And it was just a crowd pleaser. It was an opponent killer, uh, you know, and it gave it gave some uh, just do for for the opponents to be a little bit upset with boy, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. But we'll talk about that a little bit later. He's getting under a lot of people's skin. Yeah, uh, that that game stood out to me. Um, also, for the fact that the Bulls have now quietly lost three in a row. Um, I got to give some flowers. You talk about you talk about it and do it often, but my dog, uh, the bald eagle man, Alex Caruso. A lot of people don't realize the the role and how pinnacle he is for their success. Um, not so much because he's going to shoot the lights out or because he's going to lock down everybody, but he's where he's supposed to be always, and he's a good glue. Um, definitely one of the major parts of their uh, their offense and defense and kind of helping that team stay together. So hopefully he's able to get back on the court um, soon and be at full strength the way that he needs to be because the Bulls, like I said, after, uh, they lost to the Grizzlies last night, uh, Celtics before that. And um, I want to say the Warriors uh, a couple of nights ago, and that loss was that was a bad loss. They ended uh, Friday lost to the Warriors one thirty eight to like ninety six, um, and it wasn't even that close. And the, the starters were out by the middle of the third quarter. So um, yeah, got to check yeah. out the Bulls and see what they're able to kind of bounce back. See if they're able to bounce back from this uh, three game slid, similar to what my Los Angeles Lakers were able to do. We were on our <laughs> own three game <laughs> skid. And, and like you said, looking like old school uh, against the Jazz on last night. But for me, it's window dressing. I, you guys, somebody to see it. I I honestly believe that um, 
our coach won't make it through the end of the month. And before the trade deadline, some kind of way, we got to get rid of Russell Westbrook. I know he dropped 15. He didn't have a triple-double. Bailey had a uh, double single. Um, but we, we got to get rid of my dog. Like, it, it's it's not working, man. The experiment has failed. Magic Johnson tweeted out that the Lakers fans deserve better. The genie bus, you can do better. Like, he basically saying, all right, shoddy, that ain't working. Go and do something different. Uh, and I really think it's going to work. Thoughts? Mm. Yeah, I agree. I don't know <laughs> man. But no, um, we'll talk. Uh, I don't even know. We don't have that listed on Big Deal No Thing, so I can kind of give Russ's props now for his highlight on Rudy Gobert. Like, you know, just in case y'all forgot, I still got a little bit of athleticism in me. Right. But I'm uh, Brody somebody still. online had made a whole a whole post about it. Like, don't talk to me about it must be a Lakers fan, a real frustrated Lakers fan. Don't talk to me about uh, Russell Westbrook and that dunk. It don't mean nothing. Look at the rest of his stat line. <laughs> <laughs> he made a double single, bro. <laughs> uh, so, and, and again, I think it comes down to, I think about everything cumulatively. Coming back home, you get the, you, your homecoming that you've always wanted, or similar or akin and adjacent to a Chad Johnson coming home to the Dolphins. You, you're comfy, you're back home, you got your family and stuff. You see walking up the court while you're bringing the ball up. You're turning the ball over in preseason, telling the reporters to kick rocks. You know, this is your city. This is your town. You know, the marathon continues. Rest in peace to Nipsey. You know, and, and you, you see walking up the court. <laughs> what? Bro, what are you talking And me about, personally, man? I think, it's only lasted this long because LeBron is such a hip hop fan that after some of these games, like that Russell messes up and he'd be like, yo, yo, check this new Cali guy out on the West Coast. Check this music out. <laughs> Bruh, it, it, it's, it's failed. Um, it's, it was good to see Trevor Ariza get back out there and starting to round in a form, but he doesn't look like himself. Um, I, <sighs> Trevor Ariza almost looks like a poor man Mello. Like, if Mello didn't work out and wasn't prepared, you know what I mean? <laughs> Listen, I'm really, I'm, I'm really ready for Mello to get healthy and come on, you know, finish it out. And I get it, low management, I get it, you want to. But, bro, the continuity just is not there. And it's starting to feel real like my Carolina Panthers this year where mm-hmm. the hope is running out quickly. It's <laughs> We're running up on the all-star break, and right now we are the seventh seed. Um, and I understand that we've uh, the excuses have been mounted. The reasons are no matter how substantial, um, COVID being there with a bunch of players not playing, with us having been hurt, not having a chance to build that continuity. At the end of the day, we are the Los Angeles Lakers, and 2022 and 22 is just not going to cut it. Point blank in the period, not when you assembled this team with the expectations of championships. Not and granted, yes, Frank Vogel just won the championship in 2020, but it's 2022. And before you know it, it'll be 2023. And those championships, when you got 17 others in the Raptors, don't mean a whole bunch. We, we, we need more. And so. Especially considering the year that y'all won it in. Right. Well, no, because it, it's a championship. I'm not even. I hear what you're saying. <laughs> but nah. I got you to say it right, though. But nah. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking like, yeah, it was recently. It was just. But no, you meant like the whole COVID shortened bubble. Nah, bump that. We got a chip, bro. We won it. It don't matter. 
You right. feel me? Right. down in history is going to be y'all. Y'all was the champions that year. You're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. So, speaking of champions, uh, or not champions, what's your uh your, your Knicks doing out there, man? They trying to making big some, moves. They, what are you talking about? We making big moves. Now, some might say those big moves are trying to uh, placate a certain uh, star who's not playing down in New Orleans, trying to get his old college team back together. What's up with it? Tell me something. That's what it looks like. Um, and one the own like, let's let's call it what it is. But the Knicks they acquired Cam Reddish. Uh, they dealt Kevin Knox. It's been something that Knicks fans have been talking like as far as the Kevin Knox move has been something that the Knicks fans have been anticipating and, and talking about all season because of the production that we're getting out of Obi Toppin and him and Kevin Knox are pretty much the same player. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it was a good move to do that. I see them opening it up to try to, you know, to try to get um, Charles Barkley's love child. But I don't see, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens, you know. The brown round or rebound. <laughs> I, I can I can see how it would happen. I don't think that it would be a very good idea. I don't think that it because he's he's a fat Julius Randall. Like who's not as skilled? He's fat Julius Randall three years ago. I love that, uh, I love that description. <laughs> and so I don't I don't I, box office. It would be bananas. And to to have them. Um, you're going to have some people who like your Duke loyalists who say, as soon as coach K retires, he should come to New York and coach the Knicks and have his, yo, come on, relax, relax, relax. Even though that would be kind of fun. I might have to go to, to the garden for, to see a game up there for that. But what's the reality and likelihood of that? Yo, I heard Chuck say on, on air, Chuck said, and the crazy thing was, it wasn't even like a Pelicans highlight that was playing, but he said, Zion, if it looked good, if the food look good down there in New Orleans, stay away from it. <laughs> <laughs> so he was just giving some random uh, uninvited uh, uh, <laughs> recommendations. Oh, <okay>. in the... <laughs> but, I mean, if anybody would know, it was Charles. Because if you look at where he was and where he is, now granted, you know, it, it happens to the best of them. Shaq, too. But, uh, come, Zai, come on, get healthy, bro. We we, we need you representing the South Carolina. Too I hate. Young. Too young. Huh? He's too young, like to to be this big, if you will, or to to let itself go, and to have those issues, and that, and and I get it, because coming from a guy who was when he was young and athletic, I was always a big dude, but I was in a different mold because you know you working now, you 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 doing different things that are allowing your metabolism to be a certain thing, but like you said, if you're hurt and you know that you aren't actively doing those things that allow you when you're at the cusp to be able to be the best athlete you can, you got to do something different, bro. If that means you know. No more chicken, no more fries, no more steak. Give me that shake. Like, whatever you got to do, like, you got to go ahead and get to that point where you can be the best professional. Because at the end of the day, it's it's one thing to be for self-empowerment and all that stuff. But when you're a professional athlete, this is your livelihood. This is your job, bro. And so you got to be best prepared for that. Um, and there are some who are saying that he's had the setbacks that he has as a result of his weight and everything. So um, we'll see. But for as far as the current construction, like you said, Kevin Knox, I think they'd need to go ahead and um, get an opportunity later someplace else. Uh, this ended up being for him with the Hawks, but um, we'll be. It'll be interesting to see if Cam is able to go up to New York and contribute uh, with that roster as it is. Yeah. So at this time, we're going to move on into big deal, no thing. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> That's a big deal. Nah, that ain't no thing. 
Now, is it a big deal for you any of the all-star voting before we get into the uh-huh. big deal? Thing? You, <laughs> you know. Well, we can go ahead and do that in a big deal, no thing. I will say that all-star voting as it is now is not a thing. Nah, that ain't no thing. what you say? I agree. Um, nah, that ain't no thing. Uh, there's not any, if I could say, there's not like any new names that kind of would jump jump out. Um, of course, I think John Moran is taking the league by storm. Uh, he's got that perfect storm of of um, the quality and production on the court mm-hmm. and then the off-the-court stuff going on to where, uh, you know, it's it's that perfect mix when you have that ascension in the stu- superstardom. So, like, that Steph Curry jersey thing and, and stuff, little stuff like that happening where it shows his, his personality. Um you know, I, I think, but anyways, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's no thing like that. Uh, but getting my fault. Go ahead. You had something to say? Yeah, I didn't tell you why I thought it was no thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, but... it a big, big deal, no thing topic. My fault. Go ahead. Yeah, no, we listen. We acclimating. We on, we we're on the fly out here in these streets. But no, I think it's no thing because I hate the all star voting um, process. Period. Because like you have a lot of fans who will vote and who will go and like know nothing of basketball but like women to be like oh he's cute i'm gonna vote for him 57 times a day like relax like but mm-hmm. that's and that's how it's determined and so that's trash to me period mm-hmm. um I, as far ever as ever since right oh, ever since but with ja um I, I i he is progressing he is getting to another level i love to still see the something in him though because like um and we'll talk about that- it in a second uh and big deal no thing but um, he showed who he is, and that Sumter is in him. And so for him to be, to be balling to that level but still be true to his South CAC roots, um, I love it. Yeah, I was going to say, it, it, just the all-star voting, it showed me what the deal was around the time of Yao Ming. You know what I mean? <laughs> you could have somebody like Kobe or somebody just as great as Shaq or something like that, but because of the population and the numbers and, and what the NBA was doing globally, at the time, Yao Ming is leading the all-star votes every single year, mm-hmm. even when he's injured or something like that. Like, it makes no sense. I heard the stat once that said, um, to consider yourself one in a million still meant that there was 1,967,000 more of you over in China. Mm. <laughs> so mm. that, that, that says a lot. Right. So that's, that's big deal. No thing for that. Um, Next, Real Salt Lake signs 14-year-old forward Axel K or Axel Kai, I hope I'm pronouncing his name right, okay. and who becomes the youngest player in MLS history. Big deal or no thing? That's a big deal. That's a big deal for me. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say big deal as well. That's a big deal. All right, so I say it's a big deal because um, with the Premier League and a lot of the most notable soccer organizations and football organizations across the world. This is what they already do. They get the youngest talents in their countries. They get the the best athletes and they're able to get them committed and signed to these clubs early to get them one, the experience and two, the teachings to allow them to be the best in the world by the time that they're 19. The U S is way behind in that. And so most people say, Oh, he's only 14. Well, if he's 14 and he's the best, he needs to go have go ahead and have that opportunity. He's had the chance to play on a large scale scale since he was 12 and 13 years old, having already played in some national and international tournaments. Um, MLS is not going to be a thing for him, um, but it's going to be huge 
to be able to grow and retain that type of talent here in the States rather than them going out uh, and playing overseas. I agree um, with the the points that you made. It gives me showing my age here, but the Sydney Crosby vibes mm-hmm. as far as the NHL. Mm-hmm. Um, my dog had chose number 87, representing the year that he was born and came. He, he was doggone in the league in the NHL when we was in either college or when I was in high school, one of the two. And then there's another, there's a, I want to say he's like French to black French soccer player. I uh, cannot, his name escapes me right now. I, I want to say it was Freddie something or, or like a Artemore. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I can't think of it. I'm going to um, pull I can't up. think of his name, but I believe he had, he was young as well whenever, uh, whenever he was like drafted or signed to, um, signed to a club. Um, and all it does to me, I think that it, um, Adu, DC United. Yeah, all it does, Freddie Adu, Freddie Adu. That's it. Yep. So I did have the initials right. But um, all this does to me is put uh, American, can we say that this is American, uh, you know how football is football Americano mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in Spanish? is like what do we call soccer in america soccer <laughs> what yeah exactly football club football club soccer i mean it's just that it's going to start the reason i say that is because they're going to start building their brand here you know what i mean uh your david beckham's of the world and all of that had made the big splashes when they acquired and and, and started you know having these teams for sale and buying them and stuff like that Right. But it, it puts them on a global stage and, and helps to propel. It kind of like solidifies them for five to 10 years to come. Like you're going to have this type of talent in your league. All you got to do is cultivate it and uh, and it's going to be around, in other words. Yes, sir. Yeah, so that um, shout out to Freddie Adu, but also shout out to your boy Axel Axel Key, Axel Kai. Um, next up, though, we were just getting off of this topic, but Ja Morant and Tony Bradley beef. If you haven't seen it, they had a little bit, a little bit of a scuffle. Um, and the Grim Reaper, um, the Undertaker's long lost twin, uh, <laughs> Stephen Adams, comes in, lifts Tony Bradley off of both of his feet like the, a young child, and moves him approximately 15 feet. Uh, to separate him and his teammate, John ja Morant. Uh, big deal, no thing. That's, That's a big, big deal, deal for me. Uh, I'm going to go with big deal as well. Okay. That's a big deal. I say deal. it for big deal, not so much of uh, the Undertaker coming and sliding because that's a grown man. You six foot seven. Granted, now you lighten the tail. You ain't but 200-something pounds anyhow, so, you know, he gone. But like I was saying a, mem- a moment ago, Josh showed his something. He was like, yo, I ain't. You come over here thinking it's lovely. If you want to, I will fight, bro. I don't care nothing about my rising stardom. I'm from Sumter. I will fight you, bro. And I love to see that. But he still kept his head about him. But at the same time, he was letting him know it wasn't nothing soft over here. So although it was just a little kerfuffle, um, it, 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 I love to see the tenacity that is jaw. And it's reflected in the way that he plays. People think, oh, he plays like that just because he plays like that. Now nah, he plays like that because he's built like that. So now nah, it's a big deal for me. Yeah, it's a big deal for me, I think, um, for the reason that you say. Um, also, uh, it's just a sign of, of where we're at 
um, in the league, and we've got to listen. If you don't welcome Ja in, he's gonna he's gonna open the door himself. So you've got him getting under a lot of players' skins. Uh, he's not he's not tolerating the the Pat Beverly um, you know <laughs> nonsense that Pat Beverly is used to. He's he's not tolerating that. It's like an unspoken thing, I think, in the league that Pat Beverly is going to be Pat Beverly and do his thing. But when he came to Ja with that nonsense, Ja wasn't having it. And like you said, he he literally, they showed the camera on his face, and he's like, no, like, I will fight. No, I will fight, like, literally <laughs> saying that. And when they were, when they were like, face-to-face, Ja kind of uh, exacerbated the situation by, like, mushing the ball. Tony Bradley in the face with the basketball. Mm-hmm. Like, so... He, again, like you said, he's he's trained to go, and he's with whatever, and just showing you what Merck City is about. The whole time. Yeah. So moving right along, one-time Clemson football recruit, quarterback Hunter Johnson, transfers back to the Tigers after his career at Northwestern. Big deal or no thing? That's a big it's, deal. For me, it's a big deal, and I'll tell you why in a second. Go ahead. Big deal or no thing? Um, for me, yeah, it's – I hate to – who picks these things? But yeah, this is a big deal as well. That's a big deal. For me, it's a big deal, not just because of the quarterback that he is, but that he is a quarterback. It's been noted that um, Dabble Sweeney has typically been against the transfer portal, and he's been proud of himself that all of our stars came right here from Clemson University. But to, and I guess technically, this guy still is from Clemson because he played his freshman season there. Um, and, and he ended up transferring to Northwestern. And now afterwards, he actually contacted um, Dabo to see about a graduate assistantship because he wants to go to um, South to Clemson to get his MBA. But he was like, well, hey, you want to play some more football? You got another year eligibility. He was like, well, shoot, yeah. And so that's how he ended up coming back. But it's a big deal for me because it opens up Clemson into now going into the transfer portal. And so um, we, we could see with DJ Angululele, that he was not the answer last year for them at the quarterback position. And with as much as they have had going wrong for them in the past season, um, and even going into the offseason, losing both coordinators, having um, star five-star quarterbacks and five-star linebackers to decommit from them, um, they were they were looking kind of bad. And so I was worried about them. But to this, this has the potential to start rolling the ball back into the momentum way for them to be productive, similar to how they finished out their season strong and came back into the top 25. For me, big deal because it opens up a lot for them going back into the transfer portal. Awesome. Yeah, I'll keep it short and sweet. I, yeah, I think we're, with Clemson and where they're at, uh, how they how they finished out last season, um, that this this move is, is needed, uh, so to speak. Um, just to kind of, I wouldn't say shake things up, but to continue with it's almost them admitting that, hey, we need to go ahead and do something different. Absolutely. All right. Well, um, kind of capping off, big deal, no thing. Stephen A. Smith, just recovering from a COVID-19 scare, says that he would have, quote unquote, died had it not been for the vaccine and, and being vaccinated. Big deal or no thing. I know how you feel about it, but I'm going to... That's a big deal. I'm going to say it's a big deal. Your thoughts? It's, man, it's, like, a, it's like a big guy sitting on a seesaw this week. We're all one-sided. It's a, it's a big deal. <laughs> That's a big deal. <laughs> <sighs> it's a big deal for me. Um, and I'm not laughing at the COVID, but the, the seesaw thing for me, bro. Like, come on, it's one-sided. 
Um, now, it's a big deal because a lot of people have their opinions and their thoughts and their feelings about the vaccine. But at the end of the day, I've, I'm seeing the results. I, I personally in my life have seen a lot of individuals getting this latest strain. Now, I don't know if um, the latest one or the one that's going around, although it's more so much more highly um, transmissible or highly contagious, um, a lot less people are dying. There are still people dying. We, we lost a classmate from South Carolina State University um, a couple of weeks back, not long after the Celebration Bowl from COVID. Um, so people are still dying, but it's a lot less, especially when you consider how many more people are now getting it. Folks that ain't, ain't never got COVID before is getting COVID, not, less, not to mention those who are vaccinated. And so the majority of them being vaccinated, I'm seeing mild symptoms, some here and there, but it's working. Uh, and so for Stephen A. Smith, and granted, I, I get that it's politicized a bit, and it's definitely slant because he was one of the ones with the taking the picture while he was actually getting the vaccine and everybody ought to go out here and get the shot and, and all of that. But uh, if it saved his life, it, it's, it's what it's made for. Uh, yeah. I, I, again, I say it's a big deal. I try not to get um, too personal with, with the, the situation, like you said, and, and, and over politicize it because of where, where we're at as a country and how people are labeling vaxxers and anti-vaxxers and, and things like that. But the perspective itself, um, you know, it, it it all comes down to that narrative and 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 what what is said. So I think I've I've seen just as many um, that have said that and and kind of been in agreement that this is the thing that that saved his life. Uh, but the the other perspective of it is like, look, he got vaccinated and he was near death. In other words, as well. So I, I you know, again. Uh, it's not anything for, for me to get into, but it's it's a big deal for me because where we're at as a nation. Um, also with the the running joke of what the CDC says, all you'll need is, you know, a ginger ale and, and a Pepto-Bismol <laughs> to get, you know what I'm saying? And, and you're yeah. fine to go back to work. And I've seen something in the news where it says, uh, I want to say student athletes or students uh, somewhere, if they got covid then they're considered vaccinated or something confusing like that um so it's just a it's a wild time a wild time in the world right now i'm not anti-vax at all i'm not pro-vax at all i'm pro people being healthy and i'm pro-life put it like that i'm i'm happy to see that 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 the deaths have slowed down um from the horror that we were seeing in the beginning of 2020 and up until like throughout 2020 um i'm I'm very happy to see that you know that that deaths have kind of the the curve itself has kind of flattened out um and at the same time i just like to i like to see people promote healthy living um so if you're vaccinated or not you know um don't go out there licking the telephone pole or something like that or no i've seen probably some good advice (laughs) <laughs> I, I've seen the meme where they had that that it was Lord have mercy and we got to we got to talk about it as a delegation if we want to give if we want to try to trade her but it was a, a young black woman that that kind of started the licking of the bluebell ice creams oh. and they said like stuff hasn't been the same since then you know it, you know different things like that so if we out there and we're not Michael Todd and stuff up and and, and doing things like that I think that everyone should be safe yeah um to talk to the to the point that you mentioned though uh about the ncaa considering 
people who have previously had COVID is vaccinated. That's something that they came out recently with their new winter sports guidelines for COVID-19. Uh, and if those of you who may have missed it, it is posted on our social media, um, on Facebook and Instagram. This is Carolina Sports Talk, and you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Carolina Sports Talk. But the NCAA has mentioned that anybody within the 90-day period of testing positive for the antibodies showing and proving that they have had the COVID-19 infection could be listed as a vaccinated status. Um, the 90 days window is something that's uh, a soft thing. We'll, we'll see how much they pay attention to that because you mentioned the five days CDC thing or whatnot. And that's something that even the guidelines say five days after having no symptoms, but people hear five days and it's like, Oh, well, I got tested for COVID yesterday. So in five days I can go home. If you got symptoms in 10 days, you're not in your five days yet, but again, that's neither here nor there. Uh, but that's a good segue and a transition point to talk about the new uh, Carolina Sports Talk Facebook group. Uh, so many of you guys have already joined, and we appreciate that. So shout out to you guys for being a part of Carolina Sports Talk Talkback. It's a group for you guys to be able to contribute to us and with us. Now, we know you guys have been shooting in emails for the last several months, and uh, we appreciate that. But we want to get a, another touch point for you to be interactive with us. So what we're going to do, we want to shoot out the, um, the, the Carolina Sports Talk Talkback group. Um, it gives you the opportunity to engage in any sports conversations uh, that you want to have with us and with your fellow fans there in the group. We will be pulling certain topics from the group, uh, from discussions that are there. We may be given some opportunities for you guys to come on the air based on the conversations that are had in the group. Uh, just another touch point, as I mentioned, for you guys to be interactive. So shout out to y'all who have already joined into that um, talk back. And we really appreciate you guys being a part of it. Uh, just before we go, though, we have one more segment for you guys where I'm going to put the uh, the thinking cap, if you would, on my co-star, DJ Highstar, uh, my co-host. Bro, I was listening or watching a meme this week, and it was talking about one of the NFL players um, and his the name that he goes by, but then how that was completely different from the name that he had. And it got me to thinking how many of the athletes that we are so familiar with hearing have different names. And so we've got a list. I've got a list of 10 names. I'm going to give you what their real name is or their stage name or known name is or street name. If, <laughs> if you want to go with that. And then you, you go ahead and give me the, uh, their real name. If you know it, if not, you know, we'll jump in it from there. I think that'll be more difficult for me though. Is, is it like, can we switch it up at all though? Yeah. So you want me to give you the real name and you guess who, the individuals? Right. Okay. Okay. We can do that. So to give you guys an example, one that we've talked about here on the show, um, if I was to tell you, DJ uh, Highstar, my main man, Wardell, you're going to tell me his stage name is? Right. If we, if we go, of course, you say his full name, but around here, we just know him as Wardell. Uh, but yeah, Steph Curry. Steph Curry. What? No, nah, that's wrong. <laughs> So, no, I'm not going to say the whole name because if I give you the whole first and last name, then that's going to give away who it is in a lot of these. Actually, okay. All right. So, do you want me to give you the this real name or you want me to give it a stage name and then you pick the real first name? Mm -hmm. Yeah, the real name. Okay. So, this basketball's first player, this basketball's real name is Glenn. He's also now a coach. Gotcha. Doc Rivers. Oh, look at you. All right, so this baseball player, he is a pitcher. His first and middle name 
are names are Harry Leroy. with HL? I don't know. Nope, that is incorrect. Sorry. His real name, Roy Halliday. Mm. Yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> I did not know that. All right. A uh, quick quick disclaimer though, bro. What's that? None of these. I don't I don't really deserve uh Takashi on none of these, okay? <laughs> I know that that's a new sound effect, bro, but we can, we can fight. I'm 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 kind of John Grant in that. We can fight. Don't I fight. Don't don't hit me with I don't fight. hit me with the Takashi unless I unless Stupid. I get it I'm like embarrassingly get wrong. Unless it's something crazy, but Yeah. Just nah. have some coots, bro. Have some have some tact. Nah, you good to go, bro. All right. So next up. This football quarterback, formerly of the University of Texas, had a short stint in the NFL with several teams. His first name is Daniel. His first name is Daniel. Okay. Uh, the Texas thing kind of stands out to me, so I'm going to say Colt McCoy. There you go. Good job. This though is not leaving me out in the dark, but at the same time, it's not giving giving it away. So I got you. So so this multi-sport athlete knows that his real name is Vincent Edward. I love it. I love it. Bo Jackson. Yeah, good job. See, I'm giving. I'm trying to give my dog some hints. I heard. You feel me? All right, this one. I'm gonna go ahead and go. This wide receiver in the NFL is known for throwing up his initials, and I'm doing air quotes, even though his name is Eugene Marquise. His name is Eugene Marquise? Yeah. He said an NFL receiver known uh -huh. for throwing up his initials? Uh-huh. That should have gave it away right there. Come on, come on, bro. Stupid. <laughs> Stupid. I'm not going to let you get the chance. <laughs> Victor Cruz? I don't know, man. <sighs> no, in fact, it is T.Y. Hilton. Mm -mm. And what was, what's his name? Eugene Marquise. Got you. Okay. Yeah. Which And I was like, yo, but where did he get the T.Y. Right. from? <laughs> Right. But his dad's name is Tyrone, and people started calling him Little Ty, and then that got, got shortened to T.Y., and he's just been T.Y., even though his name is Eugene Marquise. This Olympic sprinter has run the streets of gold, even though his name is Frederick. Same uh, boat? No. Carl Lewis. Streets of gold, mm. gold shoes. Come on, bro. I got you. This one I'm going to just give you anyway. Jerry Lester is one of the only African-Americans in, but I say only, but he's one of the more prominent African-Americans in racing. Bubba Wallace. Stupid. I'm not going to let you get the chat. Man named Bubba Watson, bro. <laughs> Okay, but I was okay. I was on the right track. No, no last names. Yeah, yeah. Bubba's real name is Jerry Lester. And finally, our last of the of the day. I'm not even gonna give you the sound or none of that. And I'm just gonna give you his name. His first and middle names 
are Quintorius Lopez is his middle name. I will tell you that he's a wide receiver who played at Alabama and is still currently in the NFL, getting ready to play this upcoming weekend in divisional round. And you said his name is Quintorius what? Lopez is his middle name. And uh, one one thing I want to give myself credit for, I haven't Googled none of this stuff. <laughs> my hoodie pocket. Um, man, that, uh, can't say Devontae. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, I need your answer, please. I don't know. <laughs> one Mr. Julio Jones. Shout out to Quintorius. <laughs> right, right. Now, these are just uh, a couple of them out there. If you guys have any of the misnomers or some of your famous uh, NFL, NBA, basketball, soccer, tennis, lacrosse, any famous athletes that are known by one name that go by something different that you want to share with us, you can share with us in the Carolina Sports Talk talkback group or email the show cliff at carolinasportstalk.net. I got two for you real quick, bro. Okay, go for it. All right. This um, American professional soccer player, was drafted in 2006 at the age of 16. I was talking about him a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. His real name is Josmer Volmi. Yeah. Well, no. that's his first and last, first and middle name, rather. Who? Okay. That's going to be Ozzy Altador. And I, ah. again, I, yeah, so I had his, that's who I was, I was referring to him and Freddie Adu earlier. Two great black soccer players that are that are just mixed up and, and kind of merged their names. Okay. But yeah, that's Josie Altador. And lastly, uh, this NBA journeyman has seen everything from the projects in Queensbridge to the Hollywood Hills in Los Angeles. Uh, and we we know him as Meta. <laughs> My guy. Who is Meta World Peace Ron Artest? Indeed, indeed. Also known as Ron Ron to the likes of Nas and Havoc of Mob Deep and some of the other Queensbridge rappers just know him as Ron Ron. So shout out to Ron Artest. Who was also about that life. <laughs> well, bro, I appreciate you pulling up this week. Anything you want to highlight to people, man? Uh, No, man. Uh, uh, no, 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 not not really. I want to wait to get back in the studio, I guess. No, I don't. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been another episode of Carolina Sports Talk. We appreciate you checking in this week. Shout out to my dog, my co-host, uh, DJ Highstar. Make sure you listen to us on your favorite podcast app or tell your smart speaker, play Carolina Sports Talk. You can check us out on Instagram and Facebook at Carolina Sports Talk. You can join the new Facebook group, Carolina Sports Talk Talk Back, to be a part of the show or email us at cliff at carolinasportstalk.net. Until next week, peace. What? Bro, what are you talking about, man?